Welcome to Granite State Divide, the podcast that brings politics and community together to educate and foster common ground. My name is Kathy Rago, and this is Granite State Divide. Let's get started. All right, so welcome to the Granite State Divide. Um, in today's show, we have the Franklin City of Franklin Mayor, Tony Genta. So thank you, Mr. Mayor, for coming on board. It's my pleasure, Kathy. Thank you for doing this as a public service. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I wanted to get you on the podcast in light of all the uh, COVID-19 information that's been getting out and about um, and talk about that and the city's response, that sort of thing. But first off, how are you doing today? Are you healthy? I am healthy. I am self-quarantined. I've been here now for well over two weeks, in fact, closer to three weeks, and I am about ready to go and jump in the lake, and I want everyone to know that Webster Lake is now in liquid form. At day before yesterday, it actually turned from solid to liquid form, so now you have to be extra pay extra attention to the mayor going out there too close to the water. No, actually, Kathy, I'm doing, I'm doing just fine, self-quarantine. Thank you. Good, good. So I was looking at some stats this morning, and I know in the state of New Hampshire we have about 214 cases of the coronavirus, but really we only have a handful of Merrimack County. The bulk of it, actually over half of that, is actually in Rockingham County. So um, can you give us an update on how the city is doing and um, anything that you think would be um, important for the citizens to know? Well, I think the most important thing that citizens are asking and the important thing that they need to know is that priority number one is to make sure everybody is safe. We have a full force with our police department. We have a full force with our fire department. I don't want to jinx anything. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is protecting the citizens of Franklin. And obviously that is the top priority. Other than that, I continue to ask everybody to just pay attention to what the experts are telling us. And at this point, there's a lot of conjecture on when we're going to be able to get back to normal, if there's ever a real normal that will come back out of this. And I would say that people have opinions, but really all of those opinions are based on what the experts are saying in the science and in the medical field. And that's when it's going to be safe to go back out and start getting back together again is when they say so. Not when a buddy calls you and says, hey, I think this is all set now. Or somebody across town that says, hey, I think this is a bunch of hooey and we should all get back. No, please. Let's be sensible here. We're not shutting down a majority of our economy for the fun of it. We're shutting it down because it's very dangerous out there. And I think people should take into consideration we need to protect ourselves and our families right now. Listen to the experts. Self-quarantine. Work out of your houses if you can. And if you can't and you have to be out there, then you need to recognize stay six feet apart. You know, all those things that they do. Wash your hands. And, Kathy, most importantly, last night, I saw a doctor who was on the news, and he was saying that they had found that the most prevalent way COVID-19 is spread is from hands to face, hands to face. If you can just stop that, 
you can stop 99.9% of the transmission. But unfortunately, you either touch something that's contaminated, or you shake a hand, or you touch somebody, and then you touch your face. That's the highest risk of contracting this COVID-19. So if you can avoid that, we're in good shape. You know, it's interesting that you say that, because I was watching something last night that was similar to that. And first off, I think most people don't realize how often you touch your face. I mean, you know, you scratch your nose, you may cough a little in your hand or something, uh, or clear your throat or wipe your, rub your eyes. You don't realize how often you do it. And um, yeah, that's exactly, that is how this thing is moving so fast is shaking a hand or touching something. And then you like rub your eye, you know, and now we're getting into allergy season. So that's fun. So (laughs) it really is. I saw the statistic, Kathy, that nearly a hundred times a day our hands touch our face it sounds ridiculous a number that high but now that i've heard it and i start tracking myself yeah i'm leaning up against my hand when i'm sitting down scratching my head scratching your ear nose all those things that you take for granted and you do without thinking about it you know what we need we need to invent one of those giant dog flea non-scratching domes that go around their neck. <laughs> these dogs that right. they put like this cone around their head <laughs> they can't scratch their ears and they got uh, fleas. We need human versions of that device. Let's invent it, Kathy. We'll make millions. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's funny. So um, I, in light of you discussed about, you just mentioned about, um, you know, advisors and, and our community leaders. So how do you think in light of all this that Governor Sununu and President Trump have responded to the crisis? I think they've responded with the greatest amount of care for with Sununu, the citizens of New Hampshire and with the president in the United States. I keep on hearing this very fine balance between opening things back up again, being too protective, being less protective. But let's face it, who would want to be in their shoes right now? Right. Everything is so critical, every decision they're making. And the key to all of this is, and it goes back to our original question that you asked me, when it comes to the city and what I can advise people to do. And that is, we need to listen to the experts, all of us. So if we have problems with our plumbing system, who do we call? We call a plumber and he tells us what to do. And if we have a problem when it comes to our car, where do we bring it? To a mechanic and he says, you need to replace this and this, and that's what we do. So in this particular case, our political leaders need to listen to those who understand this virus, understand public health and I'm convinced they're doing that you know the president had a tremendous amount of criticism when they asked him when do you want this to to stop when do we want to reopen for business and he said geez I'd love to do it at Easter and all of a sudden everybody started criticizing him because they started saying oh when Easter comes the president's going to open everything back up again no no he didn't say that he said I'd love for it to coincide with Easter well, so would I. Kathy, so would you. Right. Most of those who listen to this podcast will say, so would they. But that is not what he said I'm absolutely going to do. It's what he said I'd like to see happen. But then again, he reiterated that he's going to listen to the experts when it comes to this. The 
the, the governor has been criticized for some of the things that he's done. He is an MIT grad. You know that he is data-driven. He's an engineer at heart. So he's listening to his experts, I can guarantee it. And what he's doing is he's adjusting from day to day based on that data that comes in, and he's evaluating. So when he puts in this sort of shelter at home, he didn't do that lightly. I can guarantee you he didn't do that lightly. It was based on the data that he sees. And all of it surrounds public health. Number one priority, just like in the city of Franklin, is the public health of our citizens. And I am absolutely 100% assured that Governor Sununu is behaving in that arena, and so is the President of the United States. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. I think I would add, if, if in light of our listeners, if they're a prayerful person, to definitely pray for our leaders for knowledge and wisdom, um, and their safety as well would be would be wonderful. That is a great idea, and it is something that I have been doing as well as praying for our country. Remember, we are one country under God, and I think we've forgotten the under God part. I haven't. And I've been praying a lot yeah. for God to watch over our country. Yeah. I think everyone should remember that and please say a prayer for our country. Yeah, oh. yeah I agree. I agree. Um, and the other day I was just reading that um, Home Depot had uh, donated a, a large number of these N95 face masks to LRG Hospital. Um, I'm wondering if you know, and if you don't know specifics, that's certainly okay. I do plan on talking to our city manager next week. But have you heard of any other local organizations or businesses that are stepping up to help out where needed? I have one example in particular that uh, I'm very close to that I would share with those who are listening. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes to show you the good citizens of New Hampshire, the good people of this country. Uh, About a week and a half ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who lived up in Berlin. So as people know, this is about a two-hour journey north, and I was talking to him, and out of nowhere, he brought up to me that it just so happened that a couple of decades ago, he was in, he's in the demolition business, and he was hired to demolition parts of the Balsams Resort, which many people may remember. And during the demolition of the Balsams Resort, just before they, they demoed it, they did an auction to get rid of a lot of the stuff that was still in there. And one of the products that was still in there was two pallet loads of surgical gloves. And nobody had any need for these things, and everybody realized it was going to go to the landfill. But a friend of mine, Bob Chapman, he wanted these more for historical reasons than anything else. And so he bought these gloves, and he kept them in his garage for nearly two decades. Well, he told me that, Tony, I don't know if you can use them. They've been sitting there ever since I brought them home. But if you can use surgical gloves, you're more than welcome to them. Well, twice a week, we have been meeting in our emergency operations center, and all of the department heads in the city, the city manager, the fire chief, police chief, we all talk. And I brought it up at a meeting well over a week ago that this Mr. Chapman from Berlin had offered surgical gloves. And wouldn't you know it, but the fire chief said, well, we'll take them. You know, we're running short. And what we're finding is, is that when we call, everybody's back ordered, and we can't get a lot of these 
personal protective pieces of equipment, or PPEs, what the acronym everybody's been using. So we'll take them. Well, that was a Thursday. Thursday afternoon, I called Bob Chapman up in Berlin, and he said, if I don't have a truck headed down past Franklin today, I'll drive them down to you myself tomorrow. And he called me the next day, and long story short, within 24 hours, Bob Chapman from Berlin has them in his truck, and he delivered 10,000 surgical gloves to the Franklin Fire Department, and he drove them down himself without regards to his time or his fuel or anything. He wanted to get them to us, and we put them into service. So this is just one of hundreds of thousands of stories, Kathy, that Mm -hmm. I'm sure across this nation people are doing out of the goodness of their heart. And I'm sure Judy will be able to share with you some other stories as well. That's wonderful. You know, it's interesting as we go through this crisis, it's really um, heartwarming to see Americans really rise up and and give back. And it is it is quite um, quite warming to see. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention, or just get your take on, so social media normally, uh, in my experience, has not been a an outlet for too much good. But lately, um, one of the things I've noticed is it's been a great way, um, not only to stay connected to family and friends, um, you know, same as like fo- uh, FaceTime or Facebook video chat or Zoom, but it's also a great way, I've noticed, um, to get good information out to folks as to what's going on in the community. Well, no question about it. And I'll tell you what, Kathy, I've never been a technological genius. I use it to the point where I can survive in this world, and I know there are a lot of people out there way better than I am at social media. But I will tell you this, I've gotten a lot better in a very short period of time Literally, I'm running a business, my life, everything over the computer. And whether it's Zoom or whether it's Microsoft Teams or Skype, and it is amazing how much we can get done when it comes to all of these technological advances that we've made over the last decade or so. And I think it will change society forever what's happening right now because so many people are getting better trained how to use this technology and so i agree with you social media has not often been the best way to communicate in a positive way what is going on but it certainly is now and i encourage people if you want to get out there and find out what's going on when it comes to city issues we have always had franklinnh.org Please go on to the city's website. We try to keep it up to date as much as possible. I have a weekly message that's coming out, and it's letting people know, hopefully on, on a positive note, the good things that are going on in the city. We're also letting people know what offices have closed, where you'll need to go, how you'll need to submit for registrations, and you can, all of those things are spelled out on the website. So please go there if you've got questions. Oh wow, that's 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 great! I didn't know that's wonderful. You're going to be doing a weekly um, a weekly um, statement. I I have been Kathy, and I leave that up to our information officers. Obviously, yep. there's a, a process here where I'll write something, I send it <clears> in to <throat> our informational officers, 
and obviously I, I do that so that everybody's on board. I don't want to say something that's not right. I don't want to mislead people. And again, they're not specifically telling people what to do here or there. They're more of a general message. But it is what you do in a crisis like this. You have informational officers just to review it and make sure maybe there's something else they want to add to it as well. For instance, uh, my most recent article came out, and then someone had mentioned to me, our informational officers, we just found out that with this so-called toilet crisis, what is it with toilet paper? I don't understand it. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) A sheet of toilet paper, you know, a 20-mile radius. I don't get it. Whatever the case may be, there are also these baby wipes that people are essentially using these and flushing them, and a lot of them are not flushable. Right. And what's happening is, is they're going down to our wastewater treatment plant, and they're causing problems with the equipment down there. So they said, you know, in conjunction with your message that we're sending out there, we're also going to tag along with that a notice that says, please, if these wipes don't have on there that they're flushable, don't do it. In the trash, right? Keep them, keep them out of our wastewater. Yeah. And so it's things like that, which is why it's a little bit of a process. Right. My point being that it may not be exactly on the seventh day you see my next article. It may be the eighth, ninth, or maybe the sixth or fifth. But I am. It, it'll be on generally a weekly basis. Uh, please, please keep an eye out on our website for those. I think you'll enjoy them. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. So, Most welcome. Um, so I just want to wrap it up um, in light of really just a little bit of the anxiety and concern that is out there. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the residents of Franklin as a wrap-up here? Yes. And that is that fear is very dangerous. It's almost immobilizing. But realize that we have been through this many, many more times than you can even imagine. The very first message that I sent out there listed in the very recent past all that we've gone through with bird flu and SARS and Ebola and all these other scares that we've been through. We've gotten through them all, and we're going to get through this one too. And I will tell you what. There are more and more drugs that are coming out, therapeutic drugs that are very promising. There's a vaccine that's right around the corner. And we will turn this whole ship around when we find the combination that works. And again, I think within the next week, we are going to have the results of several of these drugs that have been tested now for the past week or so in New York City. And when they come out with the right drug or combination of drugs, that make it to the point that make us comfortable that even if we contract the coronavirus, that we'll be okay, that we'll call our doctor and he'll say, oh, let me prescribe X, Y, and Z, go down to the ph- or have someone go down to the pharmacy, pick it up for you, or we'll drop it off, or we'll get it to you somehow. You take this and you're going to be just fine. That's when things will start to turn around. We're not there yet, but we're darn close. So until then... Make sure you take every precaution you possibly can. Listen to the experts. Do what they say. If you can, stay self-quarantined. We will all get through this. Spring is here. Summer is right around the corner. And we'll be swimming and boating in Webster Lake in no time. Just be safe until then. Let's get through this all together. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for that um, positive message. I greatly appreciate it, and thank you for coming on. You are most welcome. Thanks Thanks again, Kathy, for the service you provide. I appreciate it as well. My pleasure. Take care. You Be too. safe. Thank you for tuning in to Granite State Divide. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share on your Facebook or Instagram pages so we can get this information out to as many people as possible. So until next time.